Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Talking About Birds, the only Cardinal podcast that's warming up for their turn to pitch in the ninth. My name's Nate Heininger, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Ben Samorka. Hi, everybody. I a, can, this, I, can I interject yeah. with a fun fact that I, I learned today? Sure. The last time two position players pitched in wins was 1918 for the Tigers. It was Ty Cobb and Bobby Veach. Interesting. So two in like a, a period of time or just like in, in oh, a single season? In a single season. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I totally messed up that fun fact. <laughs> and that That's de- right. derailed the start of the show. That's okay. What a fun. That, that was fun, though. Um, <laughs> well, besides fun facts, this week we are talking about the recent call-ups of some highly touted prospects. We're talking about the health or lack thereof of the uh, Cardinals, and we're going to be talking about the rotation as well as some news and notes from around the league. If you have an idea for the opening joke, tweet us at Talk About Birds. Well, Ben, another week down, getting deeper and deeper into the season. Yeah. Uh, how you doing this week? The damn streaming, Nate. I'm pissed. <laughs> the damn streaming. Welcome to Old Man Corner. Um, I, I do want to take a moment to be an old man about this. Okay. Um, All right. Let's hear it. Let it out. Well, there's too many platforms. <laughs> <laughs> like the idea of being mad and then cowering as soon as asked about it. Um, no, I mean the fact that the, yeah, the you Apple need to TV back down. All right, you're going too hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't streaming want... services. I, I do feel bad for NBC. They are, mm-hmm. you know, they've lost so much. Um, no, I I'm okay with the Apple TV thing because it's it's free. It is well advertised. I I don't know how I feel about the idea that I get like a notification on my iPhone that that game is coming up. But of course, being a baseball fan. That isn't so bad. I'm sure that people who don't care about the uh, Cardinals Pirates game coming up are pretty annoyed by that. Maybe you can toggle that off. I'm okay with that. But when I found out that, so we have Peacock, or we have like an Apple TV Plus or whatever in our basement, and Peacock is on that. And we watch the SNL channel sometimes when we're like winding down. It just like is a rotating SNL channel that will play clips mm-hmm. from early days to modern days and all that. And it's, you know, Fun. Anyways, it doesn't matter. I thought, okay, that's fine. This is on Peacock. I'm going to look at the third streaming platform for this three game series. I'll survive. And when I log in and I find that it's only available for premium, which is $4.99 a month, I almost lost my mind. And I I, I didn't think that it was true because I thought to myself, how could this possibly be the case? How could you need a subscription for this? I'm already paying for all these other things. And I just didn't watch the game like Mary was even talking about, like, I think we might have a free month or a free six months or something like that. And I, I, I old manned and I said, I don't want to watch this game. I'll watch the highlights whenever it's over. And they're posted to MLB.tv, uh, the app and everything like that. But I just I find it insane. And I also find it yeah. insane that like, I guess the lens I'm looking at this through is 
I, I don't know if there are more hardcore baseball fans than people like you and I, and I'm sure the people listening and, and you know, the, the Cardinals faithful that we're generally talking to or whatever. And for someone like me to look at the option and basically say, no, I'm good. Who the hell's saying yes? Like who is, who is opting into that? Yeah. I, I guess the hope would be that they are bringing in fans that are subscribers. Um, or, but I don't know, Peacock wouldn't be doing it if they didn't think people would start a subscription for it. I don't know. It's, it's very strange. Um, and yeah, it's definitely frustrating. You know, we hear so much about the, uh, you know, Manfred's, uh, desire to make the game more accessible and more, uh, you know, for a younger generation and, and just like more fun. And, uh, it sur- sure seems to me that this effort is incredibly <laughs> counterproductive to that, to that goal. Yeah. Oh, if I know Gen Z, it's that they're flocking to Peacock, uh, premium <laughs> or whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which by the way, I got it once I like, I halfway signed up for Peacock cause I was like flirting with the idea of paying my four ninety nine. I got an email saying, welcome to the flock. Um, <laughs> which also just made me mad for not a real reason. Just like being yeah. angry in the moment. It's like, I'm not in your flock. I'm not a Peacock. Don't, what don't is welcome me to your flock. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to be a part I, of this flock. Yeah, I'm in I too just, many other flocks. Yeah, uh, tweet, tweet. I'm I talk about birds all <laughs> Where day. I don't Where need... all we do is. Yeah, <laughs> I don't need another Come bird to, to talk about the bird scored. That's the flock that I want. Yes. All right. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's frustrating. And it it really only serves one purpose, which is to provide more money to the owners. And yeah. uh, I think it hurts the game and I see no upside to it. Uh, thank other goodness. Than, Jimmy got a national audience though, right? Oh yeah. The people needed to hear that. Uh, I actually listened to that game. Yeah. Uh, and I had the, the booth was, uh, John Rooney, Rick Horton and Dan McLaughlin went and joined yep. the radio booth and it was great. I thought that was a, a really good trio. I like all three of those guys already. And, uh, McLaughlin added a good uh, sort of a good level of humor into that booth as well. So it was, uh, you know, I, I'm sorry to the to the national broadcast, you know, who just had Jim Edmonds. But the radio broadcast was <laughs> was great. Yeah. You know, we, we it is easy to complain about Jim. And, uh, you know, he's he's like goes on cold streaks or boring streaks or text message streaks. But Dan should get uh, as much credit as he is due. Like he, he is so yeah. good and he's funny and he's knowledgeable. He keeps the game moving. Um, and I also yeah. think he still like allows good, good breathiness for when moments are happening. He doesn't stomp all over the game. Dan, yeah, Dan good, bre- de- good deserves more credit. That's, yeah. Yeah. What would you say? His breathiness is that's uh, not the right word. That's that's like <laughs> when you're talking like this. Yeah, no, he's like, what, it's uh, the word you said. So it is the word I said. No, it leaves uh, space for the game to happen is what I meant. Yeah. Ah, yes. That makes more sense. Yeah, he's great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't be that, criticizing the way anyone broadcasts yeah. right now. <laughs> that, um, I did hear Edmonds did a really good job on that broadcast. So, I, you know, I didn't watch it, but I heard he did a good job, which I'm not that surprised about. So uh, I was installing a new like a new patio area in my backyard. Patio is not the right word for it. We're I was putting down a new foundation to uh, put put a shed on. And so it was just 
burying bricks and listening to those three goofballs call the game. And it was great. I love listening to the game. Yeah, I think if I had to choose between listening to Rick and uh, uh, Rooney and McLaughlin over uh, Mr. and Mrs. National Announcer and Jimmy, I'd definitely take the, the three. Like I've said, I think yeah. I think a three man booth, I think it does a lot of, or a three person booth is a lot of fun. I like the uh, the kind of playoff. So I listened yeah. to a little bit of that, but I was definitely being sour and uh, obstinate yeah. for no real purpose other than just, just stomping around your basement, <laughs> throwing your hat down, stomping on it. God yeah, I damn think- it. Yeah. I think I was hung over that day because uh, we <laughs> went to the Rockies game and that's just apparently what I do. And then I talk about mm-hmm. it here. But uh, so I was excited to watch a Cardinals game because that's a great way to cure hangover. And uh, it just didn't happen. Wow. I think I watched that uh, that Taika Waititi pirate show instead. So Ooh. here we are. Uh, what do you think of that? It's pretty fun. Makes me want to be a pirate. Yeah. I think I'd be a good pirate. Like not a <laughs> scary one or one that would be good on the seas. But I think, yeah, you know, the fashion sure is. Okay. You could dress like a pirate. <laughs> you know, you can f- do that now. You yeah. don't have to. If you remove the act of being a pirate, all the other elements are currently available to you. Yeah. Yeah. But if that authenticity that the sea brings, you know, I don't I don't know. I'll think about it. I'll consider this. You know, if the podcast, you know, goes well enough, uh, maybe that's in your future. Or goes so poorly that we have to resort to uh, to piracy at the sea. It still exists, although I don't think they're having quite a um, quite as good a time as uh, as that show depicts. Uh, no, our flag no, means death. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that show. It's like how the office makes working in an office seem fun. <laughs> I think it's the same for that show yeah. on a pirate ship. Yeah. It's a cool show, though. I definitely recommend it. Our flag means death, especially if you like that sort of uh, Taika Waititi, New Zealand, uh, you know, gentle humor that they that gentle humor. It is gentle humor. Yeah. 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 It's great. Reese Darby. He's great. He's great. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, I wish you all the best of luck uh, dressing (laughs) up as a pirate and, you know, chase your bliss, you know, live your life. Uh, so why don't we talk some, <laughs> some baseball, uh, no more streaming services, no more streaming services. Um, but you know what, uh, streaming I do like to see is the stream of young players coming there up to the Cardinals <laughs> professional broadcaster right there. That was yep. an amazing wow. transition. Yeah. Let's, wow. uh, let's get into it. Right. Let the kids play. Um, yeah. once, once again, we nail our release time. Yeah. We have been talking about our, our, frankly, the disease, our Gormania, uh, that has been pretty debilitating through most of the season. Um, and you know, we, we've been super hyped for this guy. Everyone is, he's one of the top prospects in baseball. And, uh, we release on Thursdays and what, like an hour, like, (laughs) I don't know, like right after we finished recording or within like, you know, a few hours of us finishing recording all the news breaks that like yep. Gorman's call getting called up. Hell yeah. Losing our mind. And then Matt Liberator also getting called up for a spot start. Maybe more. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about why these guys have been called up in a little bit. But for now, this is just celebration time. 
two guys that we've been super excited about. Uh, Gorman, we knew was going to be soon. You know, we could tell the movement was happening. Uh, it seemed like it was likely. Uh, Libertor, quite a surprise. Yeah, I mean, Ali was definitely doing the the signaling to the media and potentially, you know, to the team, depending on how he likes to kind of walk that line. I don't think we totally know yet, but was definitely doing the signaling of talking about, you know, Edmund can play short and this is what this looks like. And here's where we feel confident. And this is what a potential lineup looks like. And then as Nate was talking about on that Thursday, we hear he, you know, he's doing a, uh, a post game presser and somebody asked him kind of an inane question and he kind of answered it with an inane answer and then goes, and also, I just would like to be noting that this person is doing this and this person is doing this. And I think all the reporters started <laughs> flipping out uh the fact yeah. that gorman and Libertor are coming up at the same time i do wonder like is is mo and ollie and the squad are they buying into the narrative or did this really make sense for the team i think you could probably argue either way but uh yeah i think gorman makes all of the sense and he's looked great uh we can talk about yeah. that more Libertor was a surprise though um not because he hasn't been good but more i just didn't really expect him to be kind of the first man up i i would have assumed that a Jake Woodford would have got a start right. before Libertor, I would have assumed. I mean, even, I know Oviedo has been bad, and I know I'm an Oviedo, like, rah-rah guy, uh, but he has kind of been the guy that they'll go up, yeah. and even if he isn't starting fantastically to come up and, and get innings. So I, I was very surprised to see Libertor. I think, uh, you know, to break down his start a little bit, wasn't awesome, but it was great to see him. And I also think you can, you know, a guy's first big league start you know i i don't think there's anything you're going to glean from that other than holy crap he's here he's taller than i thought he was and <laughs> some of those breaking balls looked really good yeah well and also that whole game feels differently if Corey dickerson doesn't uh just get Corey absolutely dickerson. fooled by a ball in left field now how did i, I don't he know. win a gold I, glove yeah i mean i i understand that was you know a difficult play but it did not look good especially the like slow jog chasing down the ball yeah. as it rolls along the warning track. Um, I think maybe Edmund should have also been over there more to support that. So I think there was multiple errors, you know, that, that led to that, but, um, you know, that becomes a two run home run, uh, go, making Libertor go from, you know, two earned runs on the game to four. And if that ball just gets on as played normally, or is even possibly caught, uh, he gets through five in line for a win. Like uh, the whole game is just different. Yeah. If that one thing doesn't happen, but that's also baseball. Like if you go and remove the, the ball one, also could have gone over the wall too. That wasn't that yeah. far from happening. Right. Right. So I don't want to say like completely discount it. Um, but I, I thought he did look a little bit better than that final line suggests. And um, now that we know he is likely to get another start, I'm, I'm excited to see him get an opportunity to, um, you know, shake off the nerves and and really try to establish himself at the big league level because it certainly seems like there's opportunity uh, one way or another for him to stick in the rotation. Um, but let's talk about Gorman a little bit more because yeah. I mean that's the you know Libertor we've been hyped about, um, but Gorman has been you know the story of the Cardinal minor leagues outside of Moises Gomez uh, a little bit, but that's kind of died down to some degree. Uh, Gorman has really been like the big story and, uh, you know, so far so good, right? It's, uh, you know, we went through this with the Apez super small sample size, yeah. uh, you know, but, um, 
like you can't ask for a lot more from a, a guy's first three games in the majors. No. And I think you can obviously nitpick any rookie's performance and, and Gorman definitely has some, some scabs and scars that we could talk about, you know, that turn of the, uh, of Nolan's great play uh, earlier uh, against the blue Jays um, and, and throwing the ball, you know, well over Goldschmidt's head. But I think yeah. um, I've been, imp- he looks, he obviously has the arm for second base. He looks fine at second base. He's obviously not Tommy, but I think in, in the stat that I called out or that I find to be kind of fascinating is that through five games, he already has three walks and that is not Brendan Donovan numbers, but that is what we are worried about with Nolan Gorman is, does he know the strike zone? Is he going to swing wildly? Is he going to swing for the fences every time? And I think that we've seen a pretty steady approach, not to mention big exit velo off of his bat already. It is yeah. like Nate said, you know, you don't, don't count your chickens or anything like that. It is still super duper early, but the fact that he is not swinging wildly and the exit velo off his bat is still super high. I mean, those are things that you can pull out and those are, those are real, not yeah. fluky things. I think that you can kind of, you know, put a star next to or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think there's a real, there was a real likely outcome that he got called up and in his first series, he strikes out like nine times, right? right? Even though it's against the pirates still like, you know, he has a huge strikeout profile, which guys don't typically improve when they break into the, into the majors. Now, again, we'll see what it looks like when he faces some like consistent, constant, tough, uh, uh, pitching. I mean, going up against Gosman and Barrios was, uh, you know, was exactly that. Although Barrios has had a, uh, a, a tough start to the season. Um, but I expect the strikeouts to come, but, uh, Hey, with what we have, it's looking good. And the Cardinals have essentially committed to saying, especially now with, you know, all of these injuries, uh, he seems like he's going to get a lot of play at second base, uh, just going forward. Yeah. And why not? Right. Like, uh, he, he yeah. absolutely should. And, uh, you know, we'll talk about Brendan Donovan, but Brendan Donovan showed the ability to play all over the field and play all over the field. Well, so why not keep the high end prospect at the position that he is second most comfortable with? Uh, obviously yeah. he's not, <laughs> I don't expect him to start at third, even on Nolan off days. I imagine they're just going to want to entrench just him in second base. Keep him. At yeah. Second, I mean, yeah. Every, everything so far is so good. He's, uh, looking up at his stat cast data right now. He's got 12 events. And uh, five of those uh, events are hard hit balls. That's great. I mean, this is what this guy is supposed to do. Um, He'll he'll play defense fine enough and he will hit the ever loving life out of the ball. And it's pretty fun. Um, Also, I think like something that's kind of funny is we were definitely complaining about the the unbalanced lineup early in the season, like how righty heavy it is. And now you look at a lineup on any given day and it's pretty much 50 50 if you include the switch hitters, which is which is kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, quickly. It, it, well, the whole the whole lineup now, especially with uh, Carlson and O'Neill being down, you know, it's like half of Memphis is now yep. in the starting lineup, but in a good way. Like the guys that we wanted, you know, Yepes, Gorman. Uh, I do think, you know, just to go back to Brendan Donovan again, I, I kind of felt bad for him at first whenever Gorman got called up. It's like, what more does this guy need to do in order to earn a starting spot in the in the lineup, like, did he just get replaced by Gorman, even though he's been absolutely terrific? Uh, and then it's turned out that 
he can play outfield. And uh, when yeah. you lose two of your three starting outfielders, there's plenty of uh, chances out there. So he made a fantastic catch, maybe a game saving catch uh, earlier this week that, uh, you know, I think uh, just really highlighted that this guy seems to be effective at everything that he tries. He <laughs> might, he might not be like a superstar, you know, but like, mm-hmm. I, you know, someone was calling him like the new Daniel Descalso and that doesn't feel fair to Donovan to me because I right. feel like he is, uh, way more brings way more like a similar skill set of being able to do everything, but it seems like he can do it at a, at a notch higher than what Descalso ever could have. Yeah. And, and I think I agree with everything that you just said, but I will also put the big caveat of like, I don't expect him and nobody should expect him to continue playing at this level. Of like course. if you pop open the hood and, and look a little deeper, he's definitely getting lucky um, at the plate um, as far as like the, his batted ball luck and, and uh, slugging luck and that kind of thing. That being said, He's walking at a great clip and playing defense at a yeah. great clip. And those things stabilize really, really quickly. Um, so so I think there's there's good things to that, that are going to or that we can reasonably expect to stick around. And there are, are great things that maybe will die back. But even if this guy is, I don't know, 90, 80, 70 percent of the player that we're seeing right now, that is a very, it's very still, good player to have yeah. all over the field. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think. The defense has been probably the most shocking thing to me. We've we've talked about how good his arm is, um, but as you mentioned, the outfield play and the fact that he can play all over the infield has been uh, the Cardinals just didn't have a guy like that, um, especially from the left handed side of the plate. So I am I I, I think I'm appropriately jazzed. I, yeah. At least I think it's fun. He's fun. This has been a really fun. You know, we're coming off of winning. Uh, you know four of or five of the six games that went over the last you know, series. So uh, we're obviously in a, in a, in a good time as a Cardinal fan, the last you know week or so has been good. So we're hyped about everybody, but I, you know, the Cardinals have been a lot more fun to watch recently Ye- with, uh, with some of these guys. They have. And I think also like I can't, and, and I'm just thinking like anecdotally in my little tiny brain right now, but I can't think of a time where it's the tough. Cardinals offense has looked this strong for this long of a stretch. Um, obviously yeah. the pitching has some wanting, but I checked the numbers before we uh, were hopping on the record today. And last time I talked about how they had the fourth best offense, according to certain stats um, in May. And that is still true. They haven't lost a step. They are still hitting bombs. They are running all over the place. They're getting on base. Like, it is a, a very fun offensive team to watch right now. Yeah. Well, when you also when you put up 18 runs in a game, yeah, uh, you know, that helps juice the overall numbers, um, which they've done a couple times now. The 18 run game, the, the 15 run game where Pujols got to pitch, you know, they've been able to uh, score runs in bunches. There definitely is uh, the hangover effect that the Cardinals seem to have had for years now has continued this year, uh, at least anecdotally, it feels I've done no research, but every time they have one of these huge games, feels like the next game, they get completely shut out. Uh, but still, it's fun. I uh, mentioned it in the beginning. Um, Yachty pitched over this uh, <laughs> last week, which I, you know, I hope that we have enough blowout games this year, uh, I guess on either direction, but hopefully in the Cardinals favor where Yachty can play every position on the field this season. How fun would that be? He's got, you know, the difficult one with pitching. Let's get him an inning at shortstop. 
let's get him get him an inning in center field and just you know let's see what happens uh i, I get the the okindo effect i know? was gonna say okindo did that all in the same game once right or am i am i making that uh up? i don't think it was the same game but it might be I mean, yeah that'd we'll be to look that one up yeah yeah um uh, but but yeah like why not and let's uh, let's do the same for Pujols too same <laughs> same thing let's get them in every single position <laughs> would about you that two home run game from Pujols coming off the bench oh yeah it's funny you say that I was just going to ask so you know we're starting to sort of creep up on all-star season and and home run derby season yeah. do you would what do you think about Albert Pujols being invited and participating in the home run derby I would love it but I would be very surprised if he does it, and if he was even invited, yeah, I want. They should make that happen. I'm going to put that out in the universe right now, and I want that. I, yeah. I would be so hyped on that. Yeah, uh, where's the All Star game again this year? LA, LA Dodgers. Yeah. Well, he was a Dodger last year. You know, they always try to do the the narrative picks. You know, yeah. so um, I think you could. You know, last season he was a Dodger last year. He's looking good or, you know, all right, at least this year. Yeah, I mean, I you know, it's there. I, I wonder if he would want to do it the yeah. way he's playing he's right now. Having fun, the, though. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The, you know, we titled our last episode about it. The old man smiles are, are rich yeah. this year. And so um, that would definitely, you know, hopefully be a lot of fun. But he might also just say, like, no, I don't want to destroy my shoulder on the last, yeah. you know, in my last season. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to just add one more thing to it. I want to see that happen. And I want to see Yachty be his like BP pitcher yeah, during that. That'd event. be awesome. Um, so I'm, I'm throwing that out into the universe, you know, universe, do what you will, but uh, I'd like that to happen. Yeah. Same. Get <laughs> at it. Universe. Yeah. Wow. Innovating over here. Um, a couple other guys have been called up. Uh, we had Junior Fernandez was called back up. Uh, Newt Bar, the Newt is loose. He's back, crushing it at AAA. Uh, what? We don't say the Newt is loose. Do people say that? <laughs> I don't feel like I'm the first to have said that. I think All I've right. heard people say that. Is it because the double O, double O? It's bad. I sure, don't like it. It's fun, it's fun to say. Say All it right. without hating it. Try Say it for fun. <laughs> I can't. I'll pull something. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, like you already said, we're going to talk about why Newt is up here in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I, what, what, what is there to say? Of course, I'm excited to have Newt back up. He plays well. He's been crushing triple a, um, he had a three home run game. Yeah. He brings speed. He, he brings defense. Um, he, he brings uh, young man smiles. I guess that's a different category that we, we should bring in. <laughs> Um, I'm less comfortable talking about (laughs) young man smiles and uh, they, you know, Jimmy always talks about the flat swing path. I I think maybe we'll, we'll see that produce, but uh, you know, unfortunately we're in a spot where the outfield needs this. um, So I I just hope he can come up and produce, but at least we know, or I think that we can be reasonable in our expectations for him to put together the, the proverbial big league at bat or, or whatever you want to call it and, and be not, um, I don't know. Overmatched a a downgrader. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you, he can yeah. be in the starting lineup and you're fine, especially yeah. against righties. Yep. Um, we also had Angel Rondon uh, called up. Uh, not his big league league debut, but not far from it. 
Um, and he got thrust into a really difficult spot after yeah. Steven Matz was uh, removed after four pitches. Yeah. Uh, not great. And so he had just been called up, thrown out in the game. They had said that they were expecting, you know, a pitch cap of maybe around 70, 75 pitches and said he went into the 80s. Yeah. And really, I mean, what a what an effort. I mean, that that was the game where they scored 18 runs or whatever. And so it kind of gets lost under the uh, the explosion of the offense. But really, the player of the game, when you consider yeah. all of the circumstances around it, um, you know, who knows how that game goes if it's suddenly a next man up bullpen game where you're throwing out seven, eight guys throughout the, through the whole game. You know, he basically did a starter's workload, uh, coming out of the bullpen. Yeah. And, and, you know, he looked great. He, he doesn't have like super maxi stuff, but he's got good movement. He's got good location. He was hitting the, hitting the mitt over and over again. And I think exactly like, especially for not even expecting this guy to be in the game and him to do what he did was very impressive. And I mean, maybe he is the, I like that. That's the kind of performance that gets you a start down the road you right. know, when the next right. pitcher, either they want to give a guy an extra day off or whatever the hell happens. I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, uh, Rondon, Rodon, Rondon <laughs> gets a, uh, <laughs> catches a start after that. And, and maybe relatively soon with some of the injuries that are, have been popping up, but, uh, I know it was the Pirates. Um, that's all fine. He looks great. Yeah. Um, and and I guess well, really quick before we move on, Junior Fernandez, um, I kind of forgot what what he, what has he been up to? And he kind of just came out <laughs> of nowhere and he so far looked really good. But yeah, I don't know. It, his career has been very strange. I, I guess we wish him we give him the old talking about birds bump and, and hope that this goes well for him. Yeah. I mean, there have been times where he looked like the next the next big thing in the Cardinals right. bullpen. Um, so hopefully he can return to that uh, lofty projection. Uh, we definitely could use it. Although uh, I will say we're seeing a little bit more and more of Ryan Helsley. Uh, yeah. You know, it seemed like he was barely being used despite his effectiveness and uh, seeing a little bit more. Marmol spoke about his sort of usage of Helsley and how their biggest priority is keeping him healthy, which of course makes sense. Uh, so, uh, uh, he was basically utilized in the same way that you would utilize your closer, uh, in that last game. Um, so I, I really, I think we might be seeing a bit of a committee here in the back yeah. of the, of the bullpen, um, for, for who gets saves, you know, Gallegos has had, uh, in, you know, in one game he, uh, gave up the, he blew the save in two pitches against Pete Alonzo. And then in another game, he went uh, an inning and two thirds and struck out all five of the people that he faced for the save. So we get a we've gotten a full mixed bag of results from Gallegos. Um, so I, I think they're going to play the matchups a little bit, not rely on Gallegos to be the closer. Uh, I think Helsley has a better profile for it anyway. Um, so anyway, it's I just look for opportunities to talk about Helsley because what he continues to do is remarkable. Yeah, he he his FIP is no longer negative, but it is still sub one, and he has actually still not given up a run. Um, yeah, so well, it's yeah, only I two think, hits. Uh, He's given up two yeah. hits over like over fifteen innings. It's amazing. Um, yeah, yeah, and I I would be fine with him, you know, taking over some closer roles. Fine with him doing multi inning go, you know, getting the one through six guys. 
like yeah. use the kid, right? Um, I, I think they're obviously showing some uh, caution about using him because of the health concerns and so on and so forth. But yeah, if he's feeling healthy, I'm, I'm with you. Let's let's see that more Damn and it. more. Um, Put him in, coach. He got like he looks so good that even him at you yeah. know degraded performance is is one of the better relievers in the league. And yeah, I mean. I don't know if we want to just open up a floodgates and talk about the Cardinals pitching right now, but like you kind <laughs> of alluded to, they need all the help they can possibly get yeah. there right now. Well, let's talk a little bit about why. Um, and it's not just the, uh, the rotation. Um, yeah, but we're, we're starting to see, you know, we're at that point of the season where injuries are happening and starting to compound a little bit. Uh, Tyler O'Neill still, IL, not much of an update. Um, you know, huge bummer, cornerstone of this team. Hopefully he can get back soon. Uh, but in the last week, two more pretty major injury updates or you know, changes to the to the team. Uh we already talked about Steven Matz. Uh pulled after four pitches. He's on the IL. Shoulder impingement. Impingement. Yeah. It's <laughs> I guess that's not horrible uh, you know like it could be worse it's definitely a i don't i don't feel like i've heard of many shoulder impingements i had uh, to google it like what yeah. what is an impingement you know it's when your shoulder has been pinged. it's a painful condition caused by rubbing or pressure on a tendon nerve etc by adjacent structures ouch yeah <laughs> that sounds so, right i <laughs> We knew that my, uh, my bone is rubbing on my tendon yeah. too much. And now <laughs> I'm impinged. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't sound good. And get those bones I mean, out of the, there. Yeah. Uh, on the mats <laughs> thing, it's like, it's, it's obviously player health is very important to any team being good, but I am mats has been so hit or miss that maybe a little time away is going to be a good thing for the team, especially why the offense is humming. Although I don't really like saying that out loud. I don't know what to make of mats. Yeah. I mean, we, we've talked a lot about him on this show and it's like when he's on, he's on, he's great. That's what they signed him for. Uh, but when he's not, it's flat and he's not going to beat you with uh, velocity. So these guys just crush him. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, sometimes that, that's such a big narrative thing, you know, like time away, uh, you know, some guys are going to come back from injury and be better than they ever were. Some guys like... <laughs> No, it was not helpful to me that I missed a bunch of time because my shoulder was hurt. You know, like hopefully we get the former and not the latter. And, and to, to clear up my statement, I more med, meant like, I wonder, was this a shoulder thing that wasn't feeling great in the early season? And he would thought it was dead arm and it was really this injury. I'm more, more hoping yeah. for a healthy. I don't, yeah, I don't think him like going and meditating is going to make his fastball play better or something just to, just to be clear. Uh, maybe I don't know. I wonder if he's tried it. Um, <laughs> the you know the the power of the human mind. You know. Yeah, elaborate on that. <laughs> you know, we only use. Uh, <laughs> what if there was a 20, pill? If only <laughs> I want that pill. Um, yeah. So hopefully, you know, it's not too bad. Uh, but this is the thing that we've been talking about from the beginning of of our show. Basically, is that really worried about pitching depth. Uh, yeah. Sure, if everyone's healthy, this team has uh, a, a full rotation. But uh, here we go. Uh, we don't anymore. And with uh, you know some of the struggles of other guys, 
Um, you know, the rotation is starting to look a little bit like the problems that we were worried about. Uh, and, you know, hopefully Libertor can help and maybe Rondone can help. Uh, but I think we're about to enter that period of the season where we're going to see a lot of different arms and a lot of different uh, attempts to solve for that. Uh, D- the other Dakota. Big- yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Just real quick. A, a fun note. This isn't a fun note, actually. But Dakota, my, uh, Mats, and Hicks, their F war combined is 0.1. Well, it could be worse. It could be negative. Yes, they, <laughs> yeah. that is how it could be worse. They it is very close value. to just being zero. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not great. Not great from three of your five starters. Uh the other big injury note from uh, from this week was uh, Dylan Carlson uh, hamstring problem, big time bummer. Uh, he'd been really heating up; had been looking like one of the best uh, bats in the lineup uh, through most of May. And uh, you know, talk about a momentum killer, momentum killer, and and, and yeah, like I think he's what well, you you nailed it on the head though. It was him heating up, him taking the ball the other way, him hitting with some authority, and then yeah, it's a small tear in the hamstring. Um, tears are bad. Uh, I'll, I'll say not that. Great. Um, you know, the fact that they're not talking Bold surgery is good. Um, yeah. so hopefully, you know, he's young, hopefully he's made of rubber and bounces back quickly, but yeah, uh, it really puts a damper on this, you know, when you have a shoulder or what hip impingement for O'Neill, I can't even remember what it was. I think it was a, a different type of impingement and then a tear hamstring tear really makes your, your gold glove, speedy young outfield look not so much. We got tears. We got impingements. Our birds heads are falling off. Everything is falling <laughs> apart. <laughs> totally redeem yourself. Um, <laughs> so, you know, this is, does can open the door for Donovan to continue to play. Uh, obviously, we would have much rather have uh, uh, Carlson out there, um, but I guess it could be worse. We'll see more Newt Bar. Uh, the Corey Dickerson experiment continues despite uh, results. Um, but if these outfielders keep getting hurt, you know, it's like you got to have someone out there. So I guess it makes sense. Uh, but Burleson has been crushing it in the That's, minors. Yeah. So I, I'm hopeful, like, let's just keep this train rolling. Get Dickerson out of here. Let's get Burleson out there. Let's go full Memphis Redbirds yeah. with with Goldie and Arenado in the middle of them. Uh, and and I guess Edmund as well. How did uh, Memphis ever lose a game when they were all right? down there? I mean, the way these guys are playing is unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, we didn't mention uh, Ivan Herrera called up too. Ivan uh, Herrera, major league debut. That's very exciting. Yeah. yeah. Likely future, uh, you know, starting, uh, starting shortstop, starting catcher for the Cardinals, the heir to Yadier Merlina. I, I was reading a prospect write up that basically said uh, something to the extent of finally the Cardinals have a replacement for Yachty. And I was just thinking, oh, Kinzer is, we like him. He's good. Yeah. It's it's, like, I mean, it's got to be rough to be uh, Kisner. Everyone has been talking about Herrera. And he's like, I, but I'm here. Look at me, guys. You know, I'm pretty he's good. good. I, we like him, you know. Um, but I do think, you know, with the with the more exposure that we've seen with him, like you can see why he's not necessarily considered like, he's our starting catcher going forward. He's been good. I think he calls a good game. He looks good back there, but like, you know, 
I the, expected him to be hitting the ball a lot harder than he has been, especially with yeah. the, the extended time he's been getting. He's for such a big, strong dude that had pretty good yeah. power numbers in the minors. I he he's a bit of a slapper, um, and you know maybe that's because he's not starting regularly or as regularly as he wants to. But yeah, it definitely some to be desired. I more I more just found that funny. It's like, damn, even in the prospect write up, Kinzer's getting a little bit of shade thrown at him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we probably still won't see a lot of Herrera, you know, frankly, hopefully we don't see a lot of Herrera this season, but, um, Yachty went on the bereavement list. Uh, everyone speculated wildly about what that means. Then we found out that it was, uh, um, you know, there was a lot of speculation about Yachty and, and correlation to him being late to spring training with all of this. Turns out that his son hurt his arm and needed surgery, and Yachty went down to, to be there with him, which is great. Good for Yachty. Yeah, the uh, bird scored know, went into bird. full investigative journalism. Mode. <laughs> what the yeah. hell's going on here? Clearly, this is connected to why he was gone uh, at the beginning <laughs> of spring training. And it's like, no, they're just allowing him to be a good dad. <laughs> okay, yeah. great. Um, you know, good for him uh, and good for the Cardinals. So uh, we wish his son a speedy recovery and Yachty to come back. Uh, and, uh, you know, Herrera get the continued time to develop in the minors, but it's still fun to see him. Uh, I guess finally a couple other updates. Let's do the, the, you want to do the sad one or the good one? Well, let's end on a good note. Um, okay. Yeah. So Alex well, Reyes is, is, is the bad one, which I'll yeah. take, uh, Alex Reyes Ray is, is officially scheduled to get another surgery. Uh, it's a shoulder shoulder surgery, which is apparently hard for me to say. Um, it's going to be his third major surgery or, uh, in, in five years, which is obviously a big problem. We had Tommy John, uh, then the lat muscle, which became dislodged from his bone, which I, that one just really trips me up. You got to get rid of those surgery. bones. That's what I'm yeah. saying. I think yeah. if we got rid of our bones, there'd be a lot less of these bone related injuries. Yeah. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> um, you should be a doctor. Uh, it, I am from what Ali and the team are saying that if we see uh, Reyes pitch in any capacity for the rest of this year, that would be a, not a miracle, but highly unlikely. Um, so this pretty much pushes him back to next spring training. Yep. Um, and here we go and, again. And I mean, yeah, we, you know, we were talking about this a while back on the C, uh, on uh, uh, meet me at mutual C70. Like that clock is just running and running and running. I wonder you know, it, is he ever going to have a real season with the Cardinals where he's healthy the whole time on the big league team? I don't know. It just, it, it sucks, but uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's move off of that and, and talk about something a little more positive. Yeah. Um, well, we're, you know, we're talking about how rough the rotation is starting to look and maybe there's some, you know, some reinforcements inside. Uh, Jack Flaherty is scheduled to face live batters. Uh, I guess it would be, Thursday, so the day that this releases. Um, hopefully everything continues to go well. So far, his recovery has been essentially what was projected, which is a good thing. Um, so we could reasonably see him back uh, within a few weeks. And, you know, as you like to say, Nate, that's just like making a big trade. Or, it's like or making a big a trade. Agent. It's my yeah. favorite thing. I love <laughs> it when you my my single favorite thing is when the Cardinals rely on injured players coming back rather than solving through other means. Uh, it, yeah, it's like making a big trade. I mean, what would you give up right now for Jack Flaherty? A lot. Yeah. Right. And that's well, what's about. Uh, an injured Jack Flaherty. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. A, a healthy Jack Flaherty. A lot. Yeah. yeah I think like. 
you know, to kind of put a pin on this pitching conversation, which has been fairly negative. I, I do think that there are signs to be encouraged about. I think that we have not seen Matt, uh, Matt's like level out to be not even necessarily like the best he's ever been. But, you know, his uh, his ERA is 603 right now and his uh, X ERA and his FIP are multiple runs lower than that. So he's he's gotten some bad luck. Um, you know, Jordan Hicks can't find the strike zone. If he can find the strike zone, he will be a much better pitcher. Um, and Dakota Hudson is still coming back from injury. So I think there are things to be encouraged by. I don't think it's all doom and gloom, but I think you yeah. can also look at those things through a positive light and look at how those are going to improve while also banging the drum very hard that the Cardinals should look for outside help. And, you know, Libertor is, I think, a step in the right direction because he has upside and, you know, if that guy can come up and even throw a hundred or so innings of four ERA baseball, that's very good. And the Cardinals could use that right now. Right. But there are teams out there that are tanking. There are available starting pitchers. And I think even somebody who doesn't slot into the top of the rotation would do very, very or would, would help the Cardinals out quite a bit right now. So I, you, you can do both, right? You, you can play, you right. can talk out of both sides of your mouth, I think on that one. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if we're going to continue to talk about what's going well, I mean, uh, Michaelis is having yeah. the season of his career, right? A uh, huge part of why the Cardinals are succeeding so far this season. Uh, Wayne Wright's doing his thing, you know? Um, so, and the bullpen is incredible. Constantly fantastic. Uh, so the there's just this, Sticky little issue of, you know, over half of your rotation not being very effective. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, you know, the Rays make that work almost every year. So maybe the Cardinals can even find a way. And, you know, it's also you know, th- there are other names out there in the bullpen that have been maybe a little bit less consistent that I think yeah. once they kind of figure out their early season, early career struggles, we can expect more things out of them. I think, you know, Palante being one of those um, who has shown signs of being the most unhittable pitcher I've ever seen to being extremely hittable. Um, yeah. And other names out there, you know, Woodford's been also uh, pretty good and, and we already talked about Helsley and, you know, maybe Fernandez, maybe there's some lightning in a bottle there. Yeah. The only guy in the uh, bullpen that I really have not been um, super excited about and don't really see the upside to is TJ McFarlane. And I don't want to kick a guy while he's down. Obviously, he's got a, a you know a, almost seven and a half ERA uh, and a nearly six FIP. So it's not even just bad luck. He's just not pitching well. Um, you know, they're using him where you use a guy like that. We're really only seeing him when we're down by a lot or up by a lot. But like he's giving up runs almost every single time he's out there, and uh, seems like you know maybe Fernandez is coming up to try to replace that leak in the in the bull, yeah. in the bullpen i i don't like to say this kind of thing either because i don't i don't think it's very fair except especially from me sitting in my cushy little basement talking on my cushy little microphone right. but the guy seems cooked he seems I, I i'm not saying his career is done or anything like that but he, he does not seem to have major league pitching appearances in him right now uh, as he is currently constructed or whatever you want to say. I, I think it would make sense to even, you know, put, put him down or, or do something with him and have almost anyone else. Down. Come up. 
<laughs> put them down in the in the in the minor leagues or i assume you know they, i really uh, i really don't like to be the one you know <laughs> but i think i think we should execute him i think yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, no, <laughs> he's been bad, but he hasn't been that bad. Um, but, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Looking at like, your Packy, career I'd numbers. I'd rather watch Packy yeah. pitch than, than TJ. Packy Norton. Packy. Um, yeah, well, and looking at, uh, McFarland's career, you know, he had a good little run across 56, uh, or 30, eight innings with the Cardinals last year, which is what resulted in him coming back. Um, but you know, this guy has had a four or five FIP, you know, most of his seasons in his career. Uh, so this might just be who he is. Um, yeah. Don't want to kick a guy while he's down. Unlike Ben, I don't want him murdered. Um, but you know, it does seem like, he's he stands out in an otherwise uh stellar bullpen yeah I, I think you know if you were like if you could put money on this in vegas which you probably can like the first person to be dropped from like yeah. the first person who broke camp who will be dropped off the team entirely probably him and then i i guess i'd put a little small wager on Corey dickerson too yeah yep all right well anything else uh pitching related you want to talk about no, I just, you know, uh, I just want Jay Flair to do his thing. And, you know, we talked about it earlier. Let's see what Libertor's got in start number two. I, I think it sounds like we're going to see that relatively soon. And I think we all watch that. And, and, you know, you can properly raise your expectations on the second start. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, we still have uh, a bunch of stuff to talk about for uh, around the league. And, you know, we'll end with a little, little game. Uh, but before we go to that I want to remind everybody that this show is supported by patreon if you enjoy the show want to support its growth and become a part of the bird scored our private discord server where we talk about the cardinals get dig deep into investigative journalism <laughs> um, you know uh, post pictures of the games that we're at uh you know it's slowly growing and we're having a good time in there we'd love to have you a, a part of it uh Go to patreon.com slash talking about birds. All members at any level get uh, invited to our bird scored. We're considering other uh, features to add as well as it grows. Definitely looking for ideas if anyone has any on that too. Uh, speaking of which, shout out to Akira, our newest patron. Uh, thanks for joining. We appreciate your support. Uh, if you want to support the show in other ways, consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcast app. It does help. It helps us show up when people search for things like Cardinal podcasts and whatnot. And it makes us feel good. You know, we love yeah, it. That's real. And, and we'll read it on the show. We'll, you know, we'll read your name and, you know, we'll, we'll say thank you because we truly do appreciate it. Everyone that has, or if you're thinking about it, we, we really do appreciate it. So, uh, Ben, why don't you tell everyone where people can find us elsewhere online? Yeah, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Talk About Birds if you're not already doing that and join us in the game time conversations and all that good stuff. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Talking About Birds on Instagram. Uh, you can also send us questions, uh, thoughts, comments, concerns, questions about Nate's personal life that range from grilling. And I, I think mm -hmm. we were talking about you sous vide your uh, 
your bratwurst last time. I don't have any other yeah. fun facts. We we just spent some time together, so that gives me a little bit more ammo. But uh, <laughs> trying to think, he's a bad fisherman. Um, wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Okay, bad friend. Um, yeah, that one I'll own. I saw, yeah. <laughs> I saw him. Uh, it wasn't a screaming match, but him and a uh, boomer were arguing about. Uh, the, the the quality of today's music as opposed to uh, the music oh, of, now, of yesteryear. Um, don't so he, get me started on that. <laughs> he will, he will uh, defend that uh, quite honorably. And, and again, all those questions can go to talkaboutbirds at gmail.com. Um, and again, yeah, like Nate said, we appreciate all the interaction that we get with the people in the, the little community. And we uh, we appreciate everything. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tell your friends and uh, remember to steal people's phones and just subscribe to our podcast on their phones. Yeah, that is truly the best way to support us. (laughs) Juice those numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what um, we should do is we should go to like Best Buy in the Apple store and just subscribe all of those devices to the podcast. That's I I should have said that off pod, but that's that's 40 chest right there. Yeah, Um, I don't think those demo phones have okay i'll be quiet it's a good point if you work at a best buy or an apple store tweet us with sure. pictures of you subscribing <laughs> to <laughs> wow uh all right let's let's talk about uh the broader league um few updates ben what do you want to talk about first yeah, I think uh, we'll talk about uh, some some. Yeah, I, I would say this is pretty big news for the Central. This is definitely the biggest injury the Central has had outside of a Cardinals uniform. You know, I've, we were just talking about Jack Flaherty and some of the things yeah. that are going on with the Cardinals. But Freddie Peralta, you know, one of the big three or four at this point. I mean, the Brewers have great pitching, um, but it looks like Freddie Peralta is going to be out for a while. Looks like he's got a shoulder strain, which we can assume is some type of tear. Um, and Craig Consul said that it's going to be out for a significant time. Um, I, as a rule, this podcast doesn't want any baseball player to get injured or, or deal with anything like this. And I don't want to celebrate in this by any means, but I do think it's really important. This is kind of what we're saying and, and arguing about, you know, the, the, Brewers are obviously very talented. It almost all comes from their pitching. I do think that if you could criticize the Brewers, you know, they are heavily reliant on three players being um, as healthy as possible, and they don't have a lot underneath that. So, uh, again, not happy to see this. Would, you know, baseball's better with Freddie Peralta and his ridiculous breaking balls that break yeah. space and time. Um, but you know, this this is a chink in the armor and and maybe an opportunity for the Cardinals to do something with their uh, you know, th- it's one of those injuries that can affect their bullpen. It'll obviously affect their starting rotation. And, you know, the, I, I think that um, you could criticize the Brewers for having a little bit of early season luck um, as far as their scheduling and, and their run scoring and everything like that. So I guess we'll see how impactful this will actually be and how long Freddie will actually yeah. be out. Yeah, the Brewers had the easiest schedule in all of major leagues to start the season. Um, they played, I think it was in the first like month and a half, they played one series against an above 500 team. And that was the Cardinals. Right. Uh, and it was, you know, when we split the series with them. So, uh, it's about to become a bigger test for the Brewers. And, you know, I, I am a big believer in that the Brewers are a very good team. I don't think that's a crazy stretch. Um, but I, I think it's, 
things like this are going to be what opens the door for the Cardinals to possibly win the division. Um, I've said it on the show already that like, I think the Brewers, uh, you know, this far into the season are the favorite for the division, but uh, it losing Peralta is pretty big and it would, it could only take, you know, one more either injury or, uh, you know, um, step into ineffectiveness as they start to play actually good teams uh, for me to really switch my thinking on that. Um, you know, but Peralta was what, maybe their number three, which is just a, a signal of how good their rotation is. And Eric Lauer now, you know, suddenly looks as good as any of them. So they still have a really good rotation. Oh, and um, also, yeah, I, I, I will just talk about the whole damn rotation because Adrian Hauser is having a, a year where it seems like he has maybe figured out how to actually get yeah. guys out other than just throwing that sinker. Um, and Brandon Woodruff, who is, I, I would have said, the, probably the best player on the Brewers bes- before Corbin Burns' breakout last right. year, um, hasn't even yeah. really kicked it into gear. So, yeah, I, I be, totally agree with everything you just said. This does not mean that the Brewers are are on easy mode or, the, or that any team is going to have an easy time going in there and beating them. But, you know, the team but, is built up yeah. about one thing, and, and we'll see. This is one of those injuries that, um, uh, well, yeah, it's noteworthy, is I guess really all yeah. I mean. No, I, I think absolutely. And like we said, this is the sort of stuff that is going to make the is going to open the door for the Cardinals in an otherwise, uh, you know, matchup that I think the Brewers kind of outweigh them. But uh, yeah, so we'll see. Uh, definitely something to monitor. Uh, what else we we got? Yeah, another uh, just exciting thing around the league. Uh, number one prospect in baseball got called up, which is just exciting. Uh, especially, you know, we, we, we've been talking birds all year. Talk about more birds. Adley Rutschman is up number one prospect, switch hitting catcher. At least Orioles fans have something to cheer about. I am excited yeah. about it. There was a, a fun video going around about him call getting his call up. Uh, you know, I, I definitely have watched some of his ABs already. Uh, I don't really, you know, I'm not going to say I'm some like scout or, or prospect pro or anything like that, but just excited to have him up. That's always, you know, a fun day in baseball yeah. when, uh, when the number one guy's up. Well, it's been a you know a, a whole season now of of top prospects being called up. Yeah, uh, you know, going into the season, you could basically take your pick of Julio Rodriguez, Bobby Witt Jr., or Adley Rutschman as the number one prospect in baseball. It just kind of depends on what flavor of prospect you like. Uh, and with Witt and uh, Julio being called up, Adley was the obvious next number one prospect in baseball. And now he's here. You know, we're seeing a whole new guard of these young guys. And and uh, Rodriguez and Witt are doing pretty well. Julio looks like he's already figured out the league and is that crushing dude. it. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's insane. I, I'm a very big Julio Rodriguez yeah. fan. I think he is fantastic. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think we all hope for the Orioles that Adley is as good as advertised. Uh, they need something. They need something. Well, we covered them in our Talking About Other Birds segment. You know, their lineup is not horrible. So if you add in something like Adley, <laughs> which I, what a, what a ringing endorsement, not horrible, yeah. <laughs> uh, but adding in Adley, you know, all of a sudden, if he is good, then that lineup gets even deeper. If he is as good as people think he could be like their lineup could be legit, you know, within this year or next, if some of these guys continue to progress, like they, uh, like they're looking yeah. like they're just pitching is still absolute trash and they're going to be bad. But 
uh, still, it's fun. Yeah. And my favorite flavor of prospect, by the way, mint chocolate yeah. chip. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I know. I, th- yeah. I thought that would deflate you a little bit. Uh, mint chocolate chip. Is that your... I'm not a big mint chocolate chip guy. Stupid. Bad take. <laughs> no. It's just my opinion, man. There, um, there's this new gelato place by my house that has a... Yeah. Uh, it's a gooey butter cake gelato. Little little slice of home there. Yeah, I was gonna say. All right, the 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 brand is expanding. I asked butter cake gelato. I asked. I was like, is is this a St. Louis thing? Is somebody here from St. Louis? And they looked at me like I was speaking a different language. I had no idea what I was talking about. So yeah. So you know, you flip over the uh, ice cream. (laughs) uh, I shove one of their hands in the waffle iron. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, your roots. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, they deserved it. Yeah. They deserve to be put down. Thank you. Yep. Uh, yeah, not a big mint chocolate. Anyway, uh, uh, so we'll see how he does. But um, I guess what it uh, looks like we've got just a little bit more to talk about. Um, yeah. You know, this this next topic, you, you lead into it. I, I'm happy to talk about it because I do think it's important. I think it's. Well, I'll just we'll just talk about it. Uh, Tim Anderson, Josh Donaldson, if you haven't been paying attention to the news that's been going on here, uh, an incident happened where Josh Donaldson and Tim Anderson were close to each other. Josh Donaldson called Tim Anderson Jackie, um, referencing Jackie Robinson, um, and Tim Anderson did not take kindly to that. And so that's kind of <laughs> blown up in a way. Um, blown up is an unfair word. I will say that has become a story because of the way that um, Tim Anderson's team and, and, and TLR, Tony LaRusso specifically, have rallied around him. Um, and, and of course, I like it, it's one of those weird conversations um, that I, I'm not sure we're the most qualified people to talk about it, but I do think it's, it's important to talk about. And seeing everyone else's reaction, I think, has been really interesting. And, and I think you know, perspe- or, uh, perception is, is really all that matters here. And I think you know, everyone's allowed to have their own opinion on where this comes down but what the the aspect of it that i find most interesting and probably the only aspect of it that's really within our wheelhouse is manfred's decision to give josh donaldson a one game suspension and i should actually correct myself because something that i we hate manfred and manfred decided yeah. to not actually take a part in this suspension process he passed it off to two of his underlings and essentially stayed out of it they decided to go with a one game suspension, which I have a problem with because my thought on this is either it was a racist comment or it wasn't a racist comment. So it was either he was being, you know, there you can, there, there's something about just being a dick on the ball field and saying something about somebody's mother or sister or family member or whatever it might be, or, or, or trying to dig at them and then making a comment about their race. So the comment was either about race or it wasn't. And what I just find interesting, and, and again, I, I don't think that these are one-to-one, but a few years ago, Yuli Gurriel made a kind of racist like hand gesture with it towards his eyes, making fun of an Asian player. Um, and that he got five games for that and took his five games. Josh Donaldson, if this is being perceived as a racist uh, act, only got one game. He is appealing that one game rather than taking it. Which I, I guess I do understand to some degree, but I just I, it's such a weird way for the MLB to handle this, especially around somebody who is the most important baseball player of all time being Jackie Robinson. I know that 
obviously Jackie Robinson isn't directly involved in this. I'm not a an insane person, but I don't know that that's just kind of my point of view on this. Um, I, I also would like to point out that like my opinion is, you know, everyone's can have their own opinion, but that's the way I'm reading the situation. And like I said, I, I find Manfred's position to be particularly spineless. You know, he, he's normally spineless and this is just more in that direction. Uh, yeah. So are you saying that, you know, it, he should have been suspended five like Yuli? Well, like I said, if, if MLB had determined that this was a racist action, then yes, go, you know, the president was set a few years ago, do that, mm-hmm. let him appeal it, have it drop down to two or three or however that arbitration process goes. If it wasn't a racist thing, then it wasn't a racist thing. And he was just being a dick and there's nothing and you know, there's MLB doesn't seem to have a problem with people yelling at each other as long as they're not evoking, right. evoking something that's along these lines. Um, so it just seems to be so wishy-washy that I don't understand. And when you have people like Tony La Russa, who has been in the game for 1 billion years, come out and say so strongly what he felt was a racist comment. Just yeah. Answer the answer. If it is, it was punish him. If it wasn't, don't a- answer the freaking bell is all I'm asking. And I don't yeah. like the. The half in half out take that Rob Manfred is doing, I find that to be. Despicable a little bit. Maybe that's too strong of a word. I don't like it. I don't like him. Yeah. I mean, you, you're you're what you're you're trying to say. Manfred has been inconsistent and shown little leadership <laughs> through challenging moments. Yes. Uh, now, I frankly, sir, I refuse to believe uh, and I'm offended. Uh, no, I agree completely. And I will say what Josh Donaldson did was bullshit. And I believe that it was racist and he should be suspended for the full amount like Yuli was. Uh, so I don't have a problem sharing my opinion on it. Um, but uh, yeah, if you, you know, from a, from a rules and like punishment standpoint, uh, yeah, it should be consistent. Uh, and uh, I, I guess I was pleased with the overall response uh, as far as the rallying around uh, Tim Anderson and, and the team. Yeah. Um, what a what is just a bullshit thing to say to to him and what a shit like Josh Donaldson sucks. He keeps getting caught up in these things where it's like you are just a, a, a yeah. awful dude, you know, like, man, that guy sucks. And, and I think the th- the thing that really sucks about this whole situation is that now Tim Anderson, who is awesome. Um, yeah, I, like a, such a, a fun star player of the to watch. Yeah. And yeah. like just a, a cool, he, he, I don't know. I just like the way he plays and everything. Yeah. Now he is, you know, Josh Donaldson sitting over in the Yankees dugout. Actually, he has COVID right now. So Josh Donaldson is sitting <laughs> at home. Um, whoops. Uh, a little, a little karma there. Maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah. But uh, the fact that Tim Anderson now has to sit there and ask, que- answer questions about how did that make you feel? Um, and then, you know, the Yankees stadium, uh, uh, the, the fans doing the Jackie chant at him. That's the part that really pisses me off is like, obviously, yeah. Tim Anderson is a big guy. He can he can handle himself. He'll be all right. But the fact that this is now a thing that's orbiting him and surrounding him is it's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know how you could call it anything other than at least racially charged, if not just directly racist. So um, I, I agree with you. I don't want to get too far because i don't think that you and i are necessarily the most qualified people to to share our opinions on that so i don't want to go too far although i think i've made myself maybe (laughs) already (laughs) maybe already made my opinion uh pretty clear on this situation um but yeah it's it's for as big as it was you'd think there would have been um a 
uh, a more clear uh, punishment. Um, so frustrating. Yeah, I thought uh, and just a bad moment for baseball and a bad moment for Tim Anderson. And it just it sucks. One thing I think is Liam, we, we can move on after this. But th- one thing that I thought was pretty good that came out of this was Liam Hendricks, uh, the closer for the White Sox. When Josh Donaldson used the defense of it being an inside joke, Liam said that uh, aren't inside jokes usually something you do with people that you like. And uh, <laughs> I just thought that was pretty clever yeah, and pretty inside, spot on. How could you an inside joke that Tim Anderson has no idea what you're talking about? Yeah, I it's think, an inside I, joke between me and all my other friends. <laughs> Josh Donaldson, like Michael Scott, has never actually been a part of an inside joke, but hopes to one day. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, um, yeah, let's move on. Hopefully, hopefully this story just ends and, um, you know, Tim Anderson doesn't have to hear it anymore. Um, yeah. And, uh, cool. Well, uh, so let's move into, uh, something a little more, uh, a little more cheery, um, uh, you more know, frivolous little, yeah, let's do something that truly does not matter. Yeah. And I got a good one for that, uh, today. So, uh, it's actually fitting with how the conversation has, has gone. Um, we've talked about ice cream already today. We have talked hmm. about uh, like bratwurst and fish. We've talked about food. I feel like we talk about food a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, before we were recording, Ben was telling me about a sandwich that he got called the Matt Kane. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's a sandwich uh, by a, a a guy who runs a sandwich shop that's a big Giants fan. And yeah, he's got a bunch of, he's got the Hunter Pence, he's got the Matt Cain, he's got the Madison Bumgardner. I'm with the Matt Cain today. Um, do you, uh, we've talked about this, you know, I have a like standing invite to go down to Houston, Texas and play Dungeons and Dragons with Hunter Pence. Yet you haven't done it yet. Well, it's been hard to schedule, but he Ugh, plays. I have a with wife a and kids and a family <laughs> and a life. Oh, nobody actually, cares. Molly, me. Molly has been incredibly supportive of me <laughs> dropping everything and going down to play D anD D with Hunter Pence. Um, it's just you know, uh, he does. It's not. It doesn't happen a lot, but he yeah. uh, he is a co owner of a uh, a games bar and restaurant down in Houston. He is a big video gamer and board gamer and stuff, and uh, a. Uh, one of the co-hosts of my other podcast, my video game one is a, is like a, uh, lives right next to this place and spends a bunch of time there. And, uh, he runs D and D and magic, the gathering for Hunter Pence, uh, on occasion. And if I go there, I'll play with him and I will someday. It'll so, be, it'll be uh, the biggest flex in podcast history. You need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought my baseball and video game podcasts would overlap. Um, but here we are. It'll be very funny when we've talked about having him as a guest on the video game podcast. <laughs> so it's going to be awesome when we have Hunter Pence as a guest. He actually has agreed to it, but it's even harder to schedule him on our podcast because yeah, he's that, a, uh, you know, a wealthy, famous person. Yeah. So unlike, uh, let's go to non-wealthy, famous people, you and me, we both, hey. like, uh, we both like food. And so, uh, this is a return of a our ballpark food related segment called League Chews. League Chews. Mm. All right, I have a list in front of me, Ben. Uh, this was uh, a part of cut four, the sort of like 
subsidiary of MLB.com. They're you know, they're baseball like, coverage, but they're a little kooky, a little they're a little fun. It's they're like pop culture, you know, yeah. take on on baseball writing. And the the name of this article is every ballpark concession staple ranked. So last okay. time we did this, uh, we looked at like a list of top ten wackiest food items at the uh, at the ballpark. You know, that's where we learned about little buds, the foul uh, pole, the foul pole. Yeah, um, this is sort of the opposite. So this is this writer, uh, Chris Landers. This is their ranking of the deliciousness of ballpark staples. Okay, okay? so. The the assumption is something that you could get at every ballpark. Okay. Uh, what are the most delicious things? Um, so I'm going to, uh, I've got the list here. Uh, I want to see how many you can get uh, in the top 10. Are okay? beverages included or are these food items only? Uh, this is food items only. Okay. So and I will tell an you an ice cold Budweiser. No. Um, I will tell you that, uh, the writer, Chris, he had a little fun with this. Uh Oh yeah. So is, is there a picture of him? Is he a big boy? Is he a little boy? I need to know what kind of <laughs> who I'm working with here. <laughs> the image on the article <laughs> is, is a, does he like have cheese on his face? cartoon hot dog there is no <laughs> oh. picture there is no oh, picture God. of chris landers i hope uh, but hot dog I, wasn't I, eating you know, a hot dog yeah um i will not uh i will not try to find this man and give you a <laughs> no, 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 just being stupid don't don't find him <laughs> okay so uh your goal is to get the items on the yep. list uh, i want to see how many you get um you know before you strike out Okay, my number one pick, and I think this should be obvious. We've talked about it on this pod many times. Nacho Supreme, number one overall pick. Easy. Book it. It's on the list. (sighs) But it's number nine. Number nine? I this this is when I got angry. Yeah. Okay. But again, this is Chris's. You you woke up mad today. I've been livid. You guys can't see it, but Nate has been stabbing a pencil into his leg this whole podcast. Yeah, steam's coming out my ears. Okay. I'm going full cartoon over here. <laughs> All right, number nine. And it, was it Nacho Supreme? Do I do I get to ask it any just qualifiers? Says it just, just says, says nachos. nachos. Wow. But that the the list is both oddly specific at times and incredibly generic at times. Okay. So um I'm this gonna is call just nachos. This Chris guy sucks. Um my second pick. Is going to be okay. So it's specific sometimes, but it's not specific. Sometimes. I'm going to go with a foot long hot dog. All right, hot dog number three. Number three. Yeah. Okay. Do they do I'm they do go. foot longs in Bush? I can't remember. I think you can get a foot long. Okay. Yeah. All right, number three. I definitely. How is a hot dog or nachos not number one? Okay, my next pick. How about? A soft pretzel with cheese. Pretzel. I'm going family feud rules here. So okay. you're, you know, it just says pretzel is number two. 
Number two. Okay. This Chris guy sucks. I'm just going to say that again. <laughs> um. All right. I'll go. This one's low-hanging fruit. Give me a bratwurst. Show me bratwurst. Swing and a miss. Bratwurst. Really? Not on the list. Interesting. Okay. All right. Um. I've been to a baseball game before. How about cotton candy? Cotton candy coming in at number 11. Really? Yes. I am starting to think this person's never been to a baseball game before. <laughs> uh, okay, here. This one, this is a gimme. Cracker Jacks. Ah, uh, nice. I didn't think you were going to get that one. Who thinks yeah. of Cracker Jacks? Uh, that's number six. Okay, okay. Um, at the, at, at Coors Field during the seventh inning stretch, the, uh, announcers or the, uh, like broadcasters all throw out like bags and bags of Cracker Jacks at the people below them. It's kind uh, of fun. Okay. Um, and also the song, you know, it's everyone's singing about Cracker Jacks. That's a good point. To, yeah. Okay. What the hell is number one? Am I going to like punch myself when, or like, am I going to be mad at myself for not getting this first one? I feel like, how have I not gotten uh, it already? Yes and no. Okay. Depends on how you guess. All right. Since I have no faith in this Chris guy, um, I'm going to say pizza. Uh, pizza okay, is damn. not on the list. Uh, I think I was trying know, to play the game a little too much. One more strike. Although I will say that like the, you're not, you're like in a, you're in an okay ballpark, if you will, when you start thinking about, Food items like pizza. Okay, ballpark when I start thinking about food items like pizza. What kind of crazy sentence is that? Okay. Food items I like pizza. A, a perfectly constructed uh, sentence. Okay. It doesn't help me though. Um, food <laughs> items like pizza. Food yeah, items like pizza I, are like calzones and breadsticks. I don't think breadsticks no, I don't are... mean... Yeah, this is just striking from the record. <laughs> okay. Um... Are you talking about Italian food? What kind of Italian food is? Hmm. Just stop. Just don't don't think about my perfect hint. <laughs> Completely disregard the hint I gave yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you have one more shot before oh I'm calling Lord. it. Okay. Okay. What? Oh wait. Okay. Ballpark. <sighs> this is tough. I. I'm going to say ice cream. Right when you said that, like a book just fell off my shelf. Um, <laughs> there's a ghost. Uh, yes. Chocolate chip. Yes. All right. So here is where I'm gonna, you're going to give the game away a little bit as far as okay. how annoying this list is. Coming in at number seven, soft serve in anything other than a commemorative plastic helmet. Wait, he's saying the commemorative plastic helmet is bad? For this ranking, number seven is soft serve in anything other than a commemorative plastic I, helmet. I am on 10 now. That is <laughs> That might be the well, dumbest your, take I've ever heard. What's your opinion on the plastic helmet? It's good. Why do you not want the yeah. plastic helmet? It's fun. Then you get to put it on your hat when you're done. Like put it on your head and you put it on your friend's head and get it's fucking fine. gross milk all over you. No <laughs> yeah. one's putting that on your their head after you're done eating it. Well, when I'm done with a little ice cream, there's nothing left in there other than, you know, maybe maybe a slight amount of residue, but I'm licking that baby clean. 
Well, look, okay, there are going to be things that you and I agree on and things that we disagree <laughs> on, okay? Uh, but for me, a spit and milk-filled little plastic uh, hat, not generally something I'm putting on my head. Fair uh, enough, but when we're going to the game together, that's not a, cha- a choice that you're making. I'm making that choice for you, <laughs> is what well, I'm at least, getting at. Uh, well, at least let it... Let it be my own spit. If you're going to make me do it. All right. All right. This is stupid. So you got number seven. um, So uh, you're missing number one, four, five, eight, and 10. Uh, And think about some of the things you've said recently and some of your rants. You're very close to things. Some of my rants. I don't rant. Everything I say is thought. I feel like you just ranted. Was I ranting? Um, what was I? Rant. Okay. Um, hmm. French fries. French fries are not on the list. You're out. I'm All about right. to. Yeah. Mm. So uh, going from the bottom up. Sunflower seeds. Number 12. Tasty. Really? Those are just like a masticating device. Oh, a masticating device. <laughs> you don't you don't eat them for to chew. You're you know, you, it's more of like a uh like a like a salty absorption. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Number 11, cotton candy. <laughs> Here's one you missed. Number 10, hamburger. Number 9, really? Nachos. Number yeah. 8, cheeseburger. Number seven, soft serve in anything other than a commemorative plastic helmet. Ugh. Number six, Cracker Jack. Number five, chicken fingers. Number really? four, peanuts. You got half the song. You did Cracker Jacks. Buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jacks. Yep. I thought for nope. sure you were going to get peanuts. I'll wear that one. That was stupid. Uh, three, hot dog. Two, pretzel. Number one. Mm. Soft serve in a commemorative plastic helmet. Oh, <laughs> <my God. laughs> he agrees am, with you. <laughs> I am livid. I've never been more mad. Oh, um, okay. Can we end the show? I am pissed. I think. I think we should. I think we have to. Uh, but he agrees he, with you. What did I say? Did I ju- did I just say ice cream? You just said ice cream. Okay. Uh, so oh. I took that as not in a commemorative plastic helmet, which I think is yeah. fair. Um, yeah. I <laughs> am truly beside myself. I don't know if I've ever been more mad. I almost said dip yeah. and dots because that's kind of a baseball stadium staple. But yeah. I might have given you that for ice <sighs> cream. Although he yeah. says specifically soft serve. Um, which that oh, is I, not. yeah, you, you read, I, I heard it loud and clear on your stupid yeah. list. Uh, I will also, uh, you know, I will explain what I meant when I said the food is like that. When you said pizza, I feel like pizza, hamburgers and chicken tenders are all like in a class of food. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> what is, what I don't is know what, what class, is, Yeah. Like casual, sure. You know, I'm I'm out at a game or yeah. like at a bar, 
and I'm, you know, oh, they've got pizza and hamburgers and chicken fingers, you know, like those are often all on the, if one's on the menu, a lot of times the other ones are as well. Maybe not necessarily hamburger, but like, I think you get what I'm saying. Yeah, this. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. But with as everything soon as you said. started thinking like calzones and other Italian food, like, <laughs> oh, no, no, don't. <laughs> don't don't think that way. Think a different yeah. way. Yeah. I, I think that I, I'm mad about the ice cream. I'm really mad about the position of nachos on the list. I'm mad about yeah. a lot of things there. Um, but I'll, I guess I'll yeah, onward and upward. Yep. Well, we we can only uh, go up from here. So, um, <laughs> all time low. <laughs> this is an all time low. Uh, at least for you. For me, I'm doing great. I come out of nice this clean. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So that'll do it for this week's episode. Thank you all again for your support and for listening and for making it this far into such uh, uh, stupidity. Uh, reach out if for questions, comments ideas for the show we always love to hear it uh we'll be back next week same time with another episode and until then go cardinals team nachos (laughs) i'm team nachos too